you have an opportunity to, to hear something that you need to hear. Uh, for some of us in this place, you walked in here tonight and you're, you're no, you don't let anyone know this, but you are hurting inside. For some of us, you are lonely. For some of us, your family situation is a mess. And may, you might not be telling people, you might not, uh, you may be playing like everything is cool right now, but inside there is a whole big, big mess. And here's what I have to say. Don't be the person that, that wrecks it for the person that needs it tonight. Understood? Okay? Because someone here needs this. Someone here needs to hear something uh, tonight that's going to get them through the next week. Don't be the person that wrecks it for the person uh, next to you. So let's take this serious. This could be important. So turn to your neighbor and say, that's really good advice. You should listen to him. Say that. There we go. All right. Today is week number two in our series that is titled Relationships. Uh, it's not even a real word, but we're just that cool around here. Relationships. We're talking about relationships of all sorts, from dating to friendships to uh, our relationship with God, all of those. And listen to me, I have, been, I have been working with teenagers for longer than many of you have been alive. Uh, and, and today, what I want to talk about is probably the number one thing that I see destroying teenagers relationship with God above anything else uh, time and time again I have seen it uh, and, and it really is this romance come on somebody you didn't see that coming I'm telling you romantic relationships have the potential to destroy your relationship with God like nothing else uh, and I see it over and over high school girl is, gets crazy excited about God reading her Bible she's coming to youth group she cares about her friends and her family she goes on a missions trip all of those and some dude comes along and in a very stupid way she just kind of throws it all out the window because some guy notices her and gives her attention all right this topic is huge for you and you understanding this from a Bible perspective and, and using your brain a little bit is going to save you a whole lot of pain in the future. So that's why today matters uh, because understand this, the choices that you make today, the choices you make as a teenager, as a junior higher, as a high schooler today will impact the rest of your life. You will carry with you the decisions that you have made even right now for the rest of your life in bigger ways and smaller ways. Uh, and that's why, that's why this matter. So, all right, uh, here's what we need to do. Before we get into this, I want us to pray. So stand with me all over this place. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Take a deep breath and let's, and let, don't talk, don't talk. We're gonna pray. We're gonna pray. God, I pray right now for every student, every leader, every person here today. I pray that you would help us, help us to focus on you, help us to uh, open our ears and open our hearts and lean into what you have for us today because this matters and we need this, God. And so we pray for that in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, give somebody a high five and have a seat. Come on, somebody. <clears throat> All right. Hang with me here. I need you to understand something as we begin, and that is simply this. God actually created romance. God created it. He, it was his idea. Uh, th those crazy feelings that you have towards the opposite sex, God put that inside of you. And it is a good thing if you use it in the way God intended. In fact, it's amazing, it's fantastic, it's life-giving, it's helpful. Romance can be one of the best things in your life, it truly can, if you use it in the way that God intended you. But listen, if you don't, 
If you don't use it in the right way, and so many people aren't, listen, if you don't use it in the way God intended it, I'm telling you, romance can be the worst thing in your life. The worst thing that you ever experience. Because you know what's crazy? Listen to this. This is crazy. All right, I'm going to say, you know what's crazy, and you say, I love crazy. Are you ready? You know what's crazy? Yeah, I don't, what's that from? Frozen or something? Oh, can I say something crazy? I, I blew it. All right. But you know... <laughs> Listen to this. There are people everywhere, and you know them. Some are even your parents. People who, li- this, listen to this. People who the very person they thought they loved so much is now the same person they hate more than anyone else in the world. You know people like that. Like, think about that. For, how crazy is that, that the person that, the, that, that someone loved, that they, that they thought was their forever, whatever, now literally becomes the person that they cannot stand the most in the entire world. They don't want to be around them. They don't want to talk to them. They are filled with hatred towards that same person. How messed up is that? I'm telling you, romance, if you do this wrong, if you do this wrong, will mess you up. It'll mess you up in a big time. So uh, that's people all over the place. They're not doing this the way God intended it. So here's what I want to do tonight is I'm just going to give you a handful, three actually, of random suggestions. So I'm going to give you some suggestions just from what I've seen and what I've experienced. So here we go. Three things on romance. Uh, write this down. If you are taking notes, write it down. Number one, number one is this. Wait as long as possible to start dating. You're like, What? Come on now. I'm in fourth grade and I'm, re- I, I'm in love. What are you talking about, Willis? Okay. Uh, wait as long as possible to start dating. I want to show you a verse from the Bible that's going to say this, like almost the exact thing. It's so fantastic. But before I show you, I want to tell you about who wrote it. And then I'm going to put it on the screen, okay? Uh, a few thousand years ago, uh, a man named Solomon became king of a nation of Israel. His dad was famous. His dad's name was David who was a king. David is like David and, De- David and Goliath, if you know that story. And, uh, and so Solomon, David's son, becomes king, and Solomon begins to pray and seek God, and God actually speaks back to him. And God says to Solomon, hey, buddy, I want you to pick anything in the world. Just ask me for anything, and I'm going to give it to you. That'd be sweet, wouldn't it? Solomon thinks about this for a while, and he comes up with his answer. And he says, God, more than anything else, more than riches, more than whatever, uh, what I want is I want wisdom to be able to lead the people that I am king over. I want wisdom. Well, God so loved this answer and was so pleased with him that he gives him that and everything else. Wealth, power, everything in the world has to offer. God gives Solomon the supernatural wisdom, the Bible says. In fact, the Bible calls this man named Solomon the wisest person who has ever walked the planet. Maybe you could throw Jesus ahead of him, but okay, you get the idea. Like this, the wisest, smartest man who has ever lived. Well, later he goes on and he writes, he begins to write, and he writes three books, and we have them all in our Bible. One of them is about love. You didn't know that, did you? And it's a book of the Bible many of you have never heard of. It's called The Song of Solomon. And it's all about romance. Read it. It's really little. It's it's weird. Okay, there's some weird stuff in there. There really is. But let me show you the verse from the wisest man who has ever walked. He wrote this. He says, Promise me, O women of Jerusalem, not to awaken love until the time is right. Promise me not to awaken love until the time is right. Who is this written to? 
Okay, this is written to young, young women. Why do I know it's young women? Because in that time, every, every woman who's like 20 is married already in that culture. This is like 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years ago. This is written to young women, teenage women in Jerusalem very specifically, but this is like universal. And the smartest dude who ever walked the planet says, women, when you are a teenager, promise me that you will not awaken love before you're ready for it before the time is right. Don't even think about, why would he say that? Because he understands love and he understands teenagers. He understands you. He understands how crazy, how emotional, how up and down things can be. And he knows how destructive this can be if it's done in the wrong way at the wrong time. And so he says, hey, promise. When you say promise, it's not like, you know, please consider. Like, like, this isn't like, will, will you please go get me a French fries from McDonald's? This is like, promise me you're getting me French fries. Promise me. You will not forget this. Don't take this seriously. I need my French fries. Okay, got it. That's what he has. He says, promise me. I'm not messing around here. I need you to pinky swear that this thing that you are going to, like, promise me that you won't. The wisest person who ever, who ever lived. Why? It'll, if you do this wrong, if you do this too early, if you, if you go into romance before you're ready, it will bring pain, it'll bring heartache, it'll tempt you to do things you know you shouldn't do. Like, can I just say it's totally okay for you not to date? What? It is totally okay. Absolutely. In fact, if I were to give you a recommendation, I would say dating's kind of a waste of time until you're looking to get married. And I'm telling you, none of you 12-year-olds are trying to find your future husband right now. Seriously now, okay? Like, I'll, I'll just say it in, I'll say it in a, a few different ways. Just because your emotions are pulling you doesn't make it the right time, okay? The, the right thing at the wrong time is still the wrong thing. Did you get that? The right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing understand that. Just because other people are doing it doesn't mean you have to do that, all right? Uh, just because everyone's dating doesn't mean you have to do that at that point in your life. Okay, all right, that's number one. That's number one. Wait as long as you stinking can. I'm telling you, this will help you. This will help you. Uh, number two, if you care about God, write this down, if you care about God, then it is not okay to date someone who doesn't care about God. If you care about God, like sincerely you care about, uh, about God, and, and like, like I cannot begin to tell you how much this matters. In fact, just for a moment here, I want to talk, talk to you here who are sincerely serious about serving God. Because I understand there are some of us in this place where you just show up on Wednesday nights because your friends come. You show up because it's cool. You show up because we have cheap candy bars or whatever the reason is. But there are, there are some of us here who are genuinely serious about living our lives for God. And I want to talk to you for a moment. like that. Listen to me if that is you. If you care about God, I'm telling you, it is not okay for you to date someone who doesn't care about God. It will lead to chaos. It'll lead to issues. It'll lead to problems. Like we see this plainly stated in the Bible, by the way. Uh, I'll read you this verse. Don't become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not partnership. That's war. This is written to to, to people who love God, and it's very specifically and clearly written about marrying someone, even though it says becoming partners. If you don't 
or if you love God, don't marry someone who doesn't, is what this verse says. If you love God, don't marry someone who doesn't. It's going to call all sorts of issues. In fact, look at the word he uses here. What? He uses the word war. If you marry somebody who's not, who doesn't care about God, and you care about God, he's like, it's, it, this is setting you up for war. And I'm telling you, if you make the decision to date, and many of you are, and many of you have, and all that, and you care about God, it's not okay to date someone who doesn't. I, I hear so many teenagers, and I've, again, I've talked to teenagers for like half my life, uh, and they'll say to me, well, well, they'll just, they'll start coming to church, because they just, they love me. I'm going to date them and get them to come to church, and they're going to, they're going to love God because of me. And they, and they say that. Uh, they'll start coming to youth group. Um, let, let me illustrate this here really quick. Uh, Ruby, come here. Really, I know I'm, this is going to, you're freaked out, but you're going to be okay. You can stay right down here, right down here. Now, turn, turn and face me. Now, what, what I'm going to do is do a simple illustration. First, I'm going to just with one hand, um, and, and you're, you're way littler, littler, littler than I am, smaller, okay? And, and so I want to illustrate this even though I am obviously way stronger and muscular in every single way, uh, but that's okay. But um, I just want to, not, not tons of effort here, but I'm just going to try to pull you up here. You don't, you don't step up here, but like, <laughs> okay. Now, um, the same thing here, I just want you to try to pull me down. <laughs> she got it, okay? You can sit down, say thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ruby. Okay? What, what's the point? What's the point? L- listen, it is a lot easier to pull someone down than to pull someone up. Way easier. Like, way easier. You, okay? It does, like, the size difference. You, you're going to try to date someone. I'm telling you, they will pull you down. Spiritually. If you care about God and you get in a relationship with someone that does not care about God... Almost, almost every single time you're going to get closer to where they are than they're going to get closer to where you are. Almost every single time. It's just what I, it's just what I see over and over and over again. Uh, in all seriousness, many of you will be tempted to date people that you have no business dating. And it's immature. And it's setting yourself up for destruction. Okay? It's not okay. All right. Number three, and, and this is like, uh, we're, we're rocking this thing right now. Number three, uh, write this down. This is a long one. You have to write lots of words. If someone is tempting slash pushing you to do things physically that you know you shouldn't do, you need to get out. Okay? Listen, one of the most destructive things you can do to your life and your future is to physically go farther than you should at your age, okay? I, I am serious, like dead serious here. Let me tell you why. Let me explain this to you. Real, true, authentic love in romance is fueled by exclusivity. What is exclusivity? It's you are the one, you are the only one there is nobody except you, only you, okay? I'm telling you, that's what, all, that's what all of us want. We want to be someone's one and only. It's the commitment that you make when you get married, by the way. You stand up and you say, and you say, and I, will, and I promise to keep myself only for you. They say that right on the stage in front of everyone else. It's the foundation for a healthy relationship, okay? Think about this for a moment. I'll, I'll, girls, 
let me, let me hear this for, for you, okay? Girls, would you rather date a dude that has had a hundred different girlfriends before you and who knows what he did with them? Or would you, would you rather be the only one on the list? Think about that for a second. Would you rather be number one or number 101 on this list? You don't have to answer. I know the answer. If you'd say, I'd rather be 101, you're weird. Like, that's weird. Where has this dude been? What is, his, what is going through his mind every time at number 74 maybe he still has a crush on? I mean, what is going on here? That is not, it. okay, seriously here, this is a no-brainer. Now, the Bible is so clear on this, and just for about two and a half minutes, we're going to get so awkward. I, I'm excited. I'm fired up for this. In fact, like if you, if you are like, if you are like sixth grade and your parents haven't talked to you yet, this is going to be wah. All right. No, I'm just kidding. There's no pictures and we're going to be fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, it's time. It's time. This is, I, I'm better than Dr. Dunn talking about it or whatever. He's the one, he the one that did it. Never mind. Uh, hey, but I want to I talk to you. The, the Bible is so clear on this, and I believe with everything that I am that God's way is the best way for you to live your life. God's way is the best way. In, in God's way, there are certain things that are married-only things. There are certain things that are married-only, meant to be a part of a relationship that is only you and no one else. In, in fact, there, there is like a super weird couple verses in the Bible about sex. Let me show them to you. All right, put this up here for me, 1 Corinthians. Let's read this. Okay, here's what it says. Do you know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? If you don't know what a prostitute is, it's someone you, you pay a person to have sex is what that means. I know, super weird. All right, for it is said the two will become one flesh. If you have sex with a prostitute, the two are becoming one is what it says right here in the Bible. I know. Verse 18, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Like, uh, there were people in the Bible times, check this out, there were people in the Bible times who were having, they were having sex with prostitutes. They were paying money for someone to, to have sex, and they were doing this and thinking, this is no big deal. We don't even love each other. It doesn't matter. It's all, it's just like physical. It's just a fun thing. And this guy named Paul who like writes this, he writes this letter to these people who were claiming to be Christians and paying prostitutes. Okay, all of this is going on. It's crazy messy. And here's what he writes. He says, hey, wait a minute. Don't you know that if you have sex with a prostitute, with someone you may not even know, you have sex with them, you become one with that person. Like the two become one in that moment. Like it can never be undone. It, it is a forever connected thing. And, and you're supposed to only be one with one person, is what he's saying. You're supposed to only be one with one, the person that you marry. And then he writes, uh, like he writes, that kind of sexual stuff outside of, the, you know, one and one, it, it, like run away from that, he says. Flee, run away, because it'll mess things up for you. Because understand this, and this is, this is what this right here is saying, that sex is more than physical. 
Sex is more than a physical thing. There is something deeper that goes on. There is something way, there's something massive here. It was created by God, this powerful, intimate thing between two people and only two people. But if you take it out of that, I'm telling you, it is crazy destructive. Crazy destructive. Kind of like this, like, like fire in the fireplace or fire for cooking is awesome, right? Yeah, it's good. Fire on the carpet not so good. Would you agree with me? I'm, t- I'm telling you, se- sex outside of where it is intended to be in the marriage relationship uh, between one man and one woman, only when you're married, is powerful. It's, it's intimate. It's amazing. It draws two people closer in all of this. Sex outside of it destroys. It destroys it all. And that's why I, that's why I say, like, If you're in a dating relationship and you are feeling tempted or pushed to go farther physically than you know is right, you need to get out of that. Don't risk it. It's not not worth it. All right, the three things again. Put this first one up here for me. All right? If, If someone is to go to the next one, please. Okay? Wait as long as possible to start dating. I'm serious. Some of you are like, this is super weird. Some of you already, you know, you you've... You've dated 43 girls and you're in seventh grade, okay? Because that's what elementary school was like for you. 48, someone just said 48. That's great. Wait as long as possible. Wait as long as possible. Go to the next one. If you care about God, it's not okay to date someone who doesn't. These are all, all three in the Bible. Exactly right there. And the third one. If someone is tempting or pushing you to do things physically you know you shouldn't do, you need to get out. If you, if you decide to date and you find yourself in this situation, it's not worth it. Now, our culture will tell you otherwise. You turn on the TV and you see people who are in love or it looks like they're in love and they're not married and this is magical and all of that stuff. You're watching it on TV all the time. You're watching it in movies all the time. It's our culture. It's all over the place, and it's telling you what I'm saying is a bunch of bunk. Is that a word? I don't know. But, the, but it's screaming at you saying, come on, it's baloney. I'm, I'm just here to tell you. I've, I watched this over and over, you guys. I've seen it again and again with students, and, I'm, and to be honest, I'm sick and tired of it. Because seriously, there is almost nothing more, nothing above this issue right here that I see pulling people away from God. People who have a call into ministry in their life and they're saying, I want to be a pastor in the future. And they throw it all away because of a dude. It's not okay. Like, let, let's be realistic about this. Come on. Romance was created by God. It's amazing, it's fantastic, it's powerful at the right time and with the right person. I, I've been, I was working with a couple from our church. I want to kind of begin to bring this to an end here. I was working with a couple from our church, and they were struggling in their marriage. And they'd be okay with me saying this, by the way. They have three little kids, extremely successful, like making all sorts of money, life if from the outside, you say, dude, they've got it. They've got it made, but they are struggling in their marriage. And after going deeper and talking them through some of this, we came to the conclusion like, that, that their relationship now is struggling because of both of their past experiences with other guys and girls. Their relationship now 
is struggling because of, like they, they both had lots of boyfriends and girlfriends in high school, were very sexually active, high school, college, all of that type of stuff. Number of different people, which is not that rare. This is how so many are living their life. Uh, all through that, now they're in their upper 30s, have three little kids, and all of that stuff in their past, like it's having this massive, massive impact on their relationship right now. And they just said, man, we, we messed this up. We, we totally wrecked this for our future, and we've been working things through with them, trying to bring healing, trying to bring trust, because there's all sorts of issues that comes with this. See it over and over and over again. Students, please think this through. Like, I'm not, I'm not totally against dating. What I'm against is stupid. I'm against you being stupid. And sometimes that overlaps. A lot of what many of us are doing is stupid. It's just stupid. Now, in a few moments, we're going to spend uh, some time in our small groups. We haven't done small groups in a long time, and we're going to have some of our small groups today. But before we do, I just kind of want to take a few moments, and I want to, um, I just want to pray, and I want us to kind of have a time of reflection. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand with me all over this place, and can we find, find me, a, find me a light setting that turns some of the lights off in the house here, if you can. Before you check out and before you start, like, can you, can you hang with me here for three minutes, please? Hang with me. This is important. Uh, I want you to kind of ask yourself a few questions here today. And here's the first one. Here's the first one. Listen, do I need to slow down? or change something in the way that I'm approaching dating. Maybe, maybe you're not being wise. Shh, please, please. Maybe you're just sort of going into this whole dating thing very recklessly, not thinking this through, and you know it. Second question, am I in a relationship that I shouldn't be in? A relationship that maybe has unhealthy physical things? Maybe you... I, there's no doubt there, there are people in this place that have, that have already gone farther than they should have in some of the physical stuff in these relationships. That's, that's the norm in our culture. There is healing for you. There is, like, but, but you've, got, you've got to stop. You've got to stop. The, what, the decision you're making right now will impact your life forever. Or, are you feeling pressured to physically go farther than you know you should. Or maybe you care about God and you know the person that you're dating simply does not. What does it look like for you to take dating seriously and not to just dive into this in a very stupid way? And with no one looking around, like every eye closed for a second, nobody talking, nobody doing anything here, hang with me. How many today would just, fee, would just say this, I feel like God is speaking to me today about this topic, whatever that may be. If that's you, just quickly show me your hand. Okay, some of us are afraid to raise your hand. Some of us are sincerely putting your hands up. I love it. Thank you. God, I just pray right now for those that have lifted up their hands today. Whatever that means, whatever that looks like for them, 
God, I pray, that, I pray that we would not be reckless. I pray that we would not be stupid when it comes to our relationships. And uh, God, I, I, I pray that this group right here would be different than, than, than so many other students and teenagers all throughout uh, our country and our world who are making stupid mistakes that are, that are hanging with them for the rest of their lives. Help us to, to help us to not be like that, God. I pray that we wouldn't be like that, God. I pray for those specifically that lifted up their hands right now, whatever that means for them. God, I pray that you would show them what they need to do and how they need to respond and that they would, that they would truly, truly get on track, be wise, and set themselves up to have incredible romance in the future, but, but in your time, God. So we thank you in your name. We pray.